0: Welcome back to from days to years. This is two of the episode with my friend, Jennifer, and she's telling you her journey, her path with breast cancer. And in this series, it's called, If I Tell You My Story. So we're going to go back with Jennifer.
1: Hey. (laughs) Hi. Welcome
2: back. From the first diagnosis to this one, what's the timeline? Two
1: years, years. did
2: you say? Three Three, years?
1: Three years from diagnosis. Uh, It was two years from the end of my treatment right? So, I mean, I basically almost had a full year of treatment. And then two years later, which here's the the scary thing, right? Because they don't do routine scans. Um, you know, there's all these studies that are like, you know, the prognosis is the same, which I'm like, oh my God, does that mean no matter what? Like, you're going to die? Like, what does that mean? I don't want to <laughs> know. <laughs> but they, you know, unless, unless you have a reason, they don't, and you know what it is it's insurance can we can we do something about this so they they get the the results back they're positive we immediately order a bone scan well they order a pet scan and for whatever reason like like does not want me to have one so instead of one pet scan they have to order three scans they order a bone scan they order a ct of just the head and neck and then they do a ct of the whole abdomen um and the bone scan was also denied. And when I got the letter from some company, it was like, you know, we are affiliated with Ross. We have a physician who has reviewed your medical records. And in that letter, it says, we deny your bone scan because we have no reason to believe your cancer has returned.
2: What? See, that's the problem. It's the insurance. During the diagnosis rather than the doctors,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? Because yeah. it's a money
1: thing. It's horrific. Yeah. And at this point, uh, uh, excuse me, it has already been confirmed. So if you really reviewed my my chart or my medical records, then you would see that, you know, and, and we're not ordering a bone scan because it's fun. We're not surveilling nothing we we need to see where is this cancer right. besides in my lymph nodes you know so that's i mean that's a huge that is a big problem i mean it's such a big problem so um,
2: so you had it obviously removed right
1: no no they oh. don't i don't know why so they don't do that uh i had the bone scan i had the ct scans the bone scan showed a couple of spots on some ribs it showed something on the clavicle. It showed something on my T1 vertebrae. Uh, the CT scan showed, you know, all these little guys partying hard, um, that they denied that I paid out of pocket for. Oh, wow. I paid for that. Yeah. Um, and the, the beautiful thing is that, you know, my doctor put stat, which means that even if insurance denies it, the hospital has to do it. Oh, so it's like, you know, I didn't you know, they, I didn't have to pay up front for it, but it was like we will try to sort this out. It doesn't matter. This is an emergency. We have to know what we're dealing with. Right. Okay. So. So, yeah. So sure enough, like a couple of spots on bones, maybe in some soft tissue up in here somewhere's um, T1. And then the CT showed there's like a whole bunch of little spots in my lungs, but they're smaller than five millimeters, which means they cannot biopsy them. And they may not be anything. A lot of people have little nodules in their lungs. Oh, and I had a couple of things on my thyroid, which most women of our age do. So um, it's probably nothing. But the the bottom line is that it really, not, none of that really changes their course of treatment. So basically being stage four now, um, I'm on a new hormone blocker. I get a shot called Lupron every quarter that shuts down my ovaries. Um, I've begged for answers as far as like, you know, should we just remove the ovaries? Like is there a, you know, like basically they're like, it really doesn't matter. You can do one or the other, but at this point, you can't have surgery unless you stop the targeted therapy pill that you're taking that's trying to kill the cancer cells. So basically instead of chemo now, I take a pill every day for 21 days, and then I'm off for a week and that pill is supposed to target cancer cells and keep them from multiplying. So chemo is different because it targets every rapidly dividing cell. That's why you lose your hair. That's Mm -hmm. why you get ulcers in your stomach or, you know, you have sores in your mouth and in your esophagus and all that happens because all those cells rapidly divide, you know, and I don't know if this is true or not, but you know, like for me, it's like, if you bite the inside of your lip, right. It heals so fast, mm-hmm. you know, like it heals really fast. All those cells just are rapidly dividing your nails, everything. I mean, when I was going through the last 12 weeks of treatment, I iced my hands and feet.
0: I was going to ask, remember that I was going to talk about The that too.
1: whole time, because it will kill the tiny little cells and it will give you neuropathy, right. And some people like have to relearn how to walk, you know, they constantly have like numbness and tingling in their hands and feet, you know. And so like I did everything I, I could. These are things that like nobody told me to do. Nobody told me to ice my hands and feet. But when I came in there with an ice bucket and a cooler, like they yeah. knew what it was, you know, like and then I, I mean, I literally I had a plastic bowl from the dollar store and I'm like, you know, sitting there with my hands in it. Um, That's insane. But yeah, so instead of being on chemo, it just targets cancer cells specifically, and then somehow it stops them from reproducing. And so I guess the hope is that not only can it not grow and can it not spread, that my assumption is it's a cell, so it eventually would have to die. Yeah. So um, that's kind of where we are. You know, we started that treatment in April. I've had three sets of scans since then. Um, which show that everything is stable. I don't know if I believe it.
2: <laughs> um, so, this, so I, I'm sorry, I missed that part. You, yeah. you're saying that this this process you're going through is is the most recent and just happened this year.
0: Yeah, this year, this
1: year, this, year. this spring. Wow. This um, yeah. Yeah. So this year, I was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. Because we thought you were done. <laughs> I was was like, yeah. And you know, when when it's training, because you would never know it, you know, I don't feel bad. I don't look like I have cancer, you know. Um, But I, you know, but now, like, I mean, sometimes I I feel bad because I'm tired, you know, like the medicine does the same that chemo does. It destroys my white blood cells. So, you know, I can get an infection, I can get sick. Um, You know, if I, Cut myself. You know, the funny part was like the f- the first time I cried about this new diagnosis was <laughs> when I was doing like the patient education for the medicine. And it was like, well, you know, and, and you can't eat sushi. And I'm like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can't eat, eat raw sushi. Sushi. or undercooked meat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, the bottom line is, I just don't like people telling me what I can and can't do. No one's the last time I ate sushi. You know, I just don't want somebody to tell me that I can't eat sushi if I want a super crunch roll. I had <yesterday> for dinner.
0: <sighs> I, I want to
2: ask you about <laughs> I want to ask <laughs> you about like how can you be proactive about your post-breast cancer world? Because you can't, you're not getting mammograms. You found right. this on yourself. Yeah. you know at a soccer game he said or softball yeah, game soccer soccer, soccer game yeah. um so what do you advise women to do who are who are post breast cancer in a post breast cancer world or um maybe have felt something and yeah. you know don't know what to do because their doctor has said no forget it or i mean how oh, do you do you do you talk to your oncologist about yeah. what's going on like who is your go to if you can't get a mammogram.
1: Right. Yeah, so it is 100% my oncologist. Um and so I guess to answer kind of the f- first ish part maybe of your question was, you know, you have to be super in tune to your body and it is bizarre to me that I'm just sitting there like doing this and I felt something. Yeah. You know, it's really strange to me. Um I'm super grateful. I'm super thankful because at this point, I mean, it's already on my bones, you know, like it might be in my lungs. Like I didn't even, what, you know, well, so are you at
2: risk for bone cancer now? Oh, because well,
1: well, so here's the thing. When you have breast cancer, it is breast cancer in my bones. So when they did pathology on my neck, it's breast cancer. It's not lymphoma, even though it's in my lymph nodes, right? Um, mm. And if it's in my bones, it's breast cancer. If it's in my lungs, it's going to be breast cancer. If it's in my liver, it's going to be breast cancer. Now, if it you, started if, that way, but if they, yeah, because that's it, how it's, what's the markers? It, gets, it gets in your, it gets in your bloodstream, right? So, and that's why, like they say, stage four is not curable. It's just treatable because once it's, it's has spread everywhere. There's no way to wrangle it back up. Um,
2: so scary. Yeah. So what's the conversations you're having with your kids? Because I know when you said when you were first diagnosed, you, they were too young. You didn't want to scare yeah. them because of the situation with your beloved dog. So mm-hmm. now in this post world, what's the conversation you're having now? And what are their ages yeah. now? They're yeah. So now and-
1: they are. Um, my son will turn nine on Saturday. Um, and my daughter will, two weeks later, my daughter turns 11. They are well aware that it's cancer. Um, and they, but they also know that not every cancer kills. Right. And so, um, I maintain an extremely positive outlook on cancer and I tell them that we are fighting it, you know, that we are treating it and that we're going to do everything possible. But. You know, I think my daughter is brilliant and I know, I know that she knows that, you know, that I may not be around forever. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So the kids are aware and we just, keep everything as normal as possible. You know, I mean, sure. There's times in my head where I'm like, I can't believe you're treating me like this. I mean, I answer.
2: <laughs> I think you're a, definitely a testament to survival. It's just a testament to survival and positive outlook and hope, as you said. Yes. Yeah. So I think, are you, do you have women or people in your network that Are also survivors that your kids can
1: look to and you can say, Well, look, so and so
0: went through this as well.
1: that's, That's what when I when we learned I was gonna have to lose my hair, right? That's when we pointed to a neighbor. And I'm like, look, she's fine. Oh, that's right, the neighbor. Great, you know, and her hair's back and it's beautiful, you know. And since then, too, you know, they know that other people have been diagnosed after me, you know, and you know, somebody's mommy has cancer, you know, and and I've kind of been like a a mentor, I guess, in a way, to a lot of people who have been newly diagnosed. Um, you know, like I'll meet people for coffee and, and you know, inject some of that humor if I can and also, you know, tell them the things that, that the doctors don't tell them, you know, like, well, yeah. you have type of chemo, you're gonna need to ice your hands, you know, and this place is a great place to go get wigs or, you know what I mean? So You know, are these
2: places to local to you, or is there somewhere um, that's a national organization that somebody can reach out to to find help
1: that maybe doesn't
2: go to church or, you know, like I mean, a lot of people are on Facebook. I don't know if you do social media, but something online that they can
0: find. There's lots of Facebook groups, and I mean, different communities have um, certain. Centers for Breast Cancer or Breast Cancer Awareness, or there's even stores where you can go and get fitted for different types of bras. Right.
1: Yeah. And the hospitals do that too. Yeah. Most, and I would imagine that any place that's, you know, like a cancer institute, you know, is going to have those kind of connections. Um, But yeah, most, most, most people come, they send their people to me, right? Like my friend was diagnosed. Can she call you? You know what I mean? And if they want to reach out to me, I'm always available, right? No matter what. Um, and then, you know, whatever resources I have. I mean, I have an email that I've saved because I just use it so much. And I'm like, here's the tips. Here's yeah. the tips. Here's what you need. You know, go ahead and get them, get your doctor to prescribe you a tube of lidocaine so that you can put it on your port and you won't feel that thumbtack going into your skin when they access it for chemo they don't tell you that, you know, and you show up your first day and they ask you if you have lidocaine and you're like, what are you talking about? You know, there's just so many little things that could make, you know, it's the little things, right, that that can make it easier and more tolerable that people don't know about. And so like, I, those are the kinds of things that I've tried to share that I learned on Facebook groups. You know, there's so many, there's, you know, cancer is a mother, you know, cancer that, you know, is affecting moms. There's, you know, young women diagnosed with cancer. If you were under the age of 45, when you were diagnosed, there's hormone positive cancer, you know, you can join all these groups. Now there's living with stage four cancer, you know, and all the subgroups in that, you know, cancer with metastasis to bones, cancer that's, you know, hormone positive stage four, there's all kinds of groups and it's wonderful. It's so great to have that Ability yeah. to connect with other people and to ask questions, or to be an encouragement, or to receive the encouragement. Right? I mean, I wouldn't have known what to do for that major life changing surgery. Right? Without those groups, because when I was going through all of that, there were no in person support groups. I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't see anybody face to face. You know, but now you know the last leg of. The- this for me right now is, you know, I'm going to get a second opinion because why not? You know, the first ones were all, you know, like local, but now it's like, well, I mean, if I'm going to, if I'm going to go, like I'm going to, like, I'm on Google, like top three cancer, you know, like who, where should I go? And you've got, you know, MD Anderson, you've got Sloan Kettering, you've got uh, Mayo.
2: My mom, my mom was diagnosed with cancer,
1: not breast cancer,
2: but, um, Pre COVID, 2020 uh-huh. in January, we were at oh, Sloan wow. Kettering in New York because she she went and got three. She followed yes. the three. The three, rule. <laughs> she went to Florida Cancer Center. She went to Moffitt uh-huh.
1: and uh-huh. Sloan Kettering,
2: and yes. Sloan Kettering
1: is where she had it removed. So I have an appointment in October with Sloan Kettering. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna go. And we're gonna you know make a fun trip out of it, and we're gonna go see you know like a show. Got to go to Broadway. And we've already yeah. got our tickets and yeah. going to Moulin Rouge. Ooh, Very nice. nice. I know. Right. And apparently they have these like tables in the front. Right. So they have this, they have the, they have the regular, like stage. a club, like a
2: club, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. So they
1: have the stage and then they have like a little catwalk and then it comes out in a T and inside okay. in between the catwalk and the stage are tables. And I was like, Absolutely. How we ever get to do this, you know? Like yes. we are sitting at a table, and we're going to be looking up some skirts, and it's going to be so fun. Is it The whole family is the whole family going, or is it just oh, you and husband? Yeah, it's just me and the husband. I um, you yes. know, I don't, I don't know why. I figure I should have a free pass to take my kids out of school whenever I want, but I don't. Absolutely. <laughs> but I, I did take. You know, if you take your kid out of school with an unexcused absence too many times, you know, you'll get in trouble. And if you do it like five times, you'll start getting like nasty letters. So yeah. I did take my daughter out of school last week for three days and we went on our first ever girls trip. And so, you know, I took her to Nashville and, you know, and this is something I would say to somebody with or without cancer, right. Is to do those things, you know? Yeah. I mean, I might have like a, a very much more so urgent, you know, feeling about those things. And, and, you know, we have conversations that I would probably rather save for later, but, you know, I mean, realistically speaking, and my mother and my husband would slap me in the face if they heard me, you know, there, there may not be a later, you know, I don't think that that's, I don't think that's the way it's going to be. I'm just saying, though, to be realistic, Be realistic. there are plenty of people, there are people who die of stage four cancer, they die. And they are beautiful and they are successful and they are Olivia Newton Johns. And they are, you know, like the people that you think should live forever. And if they can't live forever, then why would I live forever? Like, come on. So, yes, like the perspective that I have is precious. It's precious. And it helps me to be a better mother and it helps me to be a better wife. It helps me to be a better daughter and a better friend. Um. I could be better at all of those things. I could be so much better. We all could. But, you know, this is the one thing like it really makes you take captive every thought. Because you may not have time to take it back. You know, you may not have time to create that experience later, you know. So, I mean, I wouldn't trade it for, for anything. So, like like the the trip that my daughter and I just went on was epic it was epic and you know speaking of breast cancer and all things pink like I took her to pink and it was so fun that woman is a rock star it was amazing it was so much fun um but New York will be a, an adult's trip only because I don't want to go to jail for oh. taking my kids out of school think you would be okay that,
0: that would not be good <laughs> well, Jennifer I I, <laughs> I really appreciate you opening up um, your story. I'm gonna cry again, but
1: it's okay. I'm having a hot flash. <laughs> I really appreciate
0: you having a hot flash. I'm a hot flash. <laughs> Oh Lord, I have my little speaker. I appreciate you <laughs> opening your story and your home and your heart and your, really, your heart to women that you know, women when you don't know women that are going to continue to come to you because of of what you've gone through and the path that you was chosen for you because no one chooses this. (laughs) And I continue to, because again, on our show, we don't talk about necessarily religion, but your path is your path. And on your path, you know, is Christianity. And I'm also a Christian. So my family will continue to pray for you and um, reach out to you because you're my friend and I love you dearly. Mm -hmm. But thank you for opening your heart and opening your time and sharing your story with us and, for our viewers out there, if you want to contact Jennifer, I'll get you the email address for those of you who have more questions about what it's like to be a mom and a wife or mom um, going through this journey of now stage four cancer. And how do you deal with it? What should you do And the resources you have? And the biggest thing I've heard Jennifer say is, one, you got to be as positive as you can be. You're going to have down days. That's life, baby. You're going to do that. But stay as positive as you can so you can feed yourself and feed your family. Also be an advocate for yourself. No one is going to advocate more for you than yourself. So if you think something's not right when you get a diagnosis, a medication, if you feel that funny mommy gut rising up, say something. You see something, say something. They tell you that when you see some things out in the world. But if you see something in your own body, be an advocate for yourself. Get three different opinions. Not everyone is going to give you the best of what they have at the time. Again, a doctor is a person and they might be going through something in their life. It might be a little distracted. Should they be? That's a judgment you can make. So get those three different opinions so that you can have the best information for you. Another advocacy thing, advocate for your insurance. Sometimes insurance will tell you no. Sometimes you go back again. They might tell you yes. So those are some of the things I heard Jennifer saying. and I. Mm-hmm. So appreciate you sharing your story once again on From Days to Years. Make sure you go to our website, our social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And, um, and try not to <clears throat> wrap this up so I don't continue crying here. <laughs> I love you so much. You. You. Um, thank, you. thank you. Thank you for being thank you. here. Thank you. all I'll see you soon. And y'all share, share our site. Bye.